I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This new music makes me feel powerful strong and like this is some sort of monster truck rally Sunday 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 Thunder Nationals <laughs> yeah it's high energy music I'm a high energy guy uh, listen this is the final segment of today's episode of live Mike thank you so much for being with us throughout the program today uh, some wild news right we uh, started the day uh, hearing some comments made by Real Salt Lake owner Deloy Hansen uh, on another radio station in town. Uh, some really uh, alarming stuff. You know, regardless of what you think about whether or not the players are right uh, uh, in the NBA or uh, in professional soccer or WNBA, or I, I believe there was a Major League Baseball game which was called as well last night. Uh, regardless of what you feel uh, along the lines of that behavior being appropriate or not uh, the the disunity, the disunity uh, on display <clears throat> from Deloy Hansen uh, this morning uh, regarding uh, his team and uh, especially the comments about the wins coming out of his sales and him now questioning uh, his future desire to invest in the team and players. It's it's an unfortunate thing, and uh, I wonder if given a day or two to reflect, if he doesn't regret those comments that he made. Uh, they're they're not good for the community. And uh, as a businessman, I, I uh, am fairly confident that he will soon learn that uh, uh, they weren't so good for business either. Uh, but we'll follow that, right? We've got uh, an expert team of sports reporters here at uh, KSL tonight. Be sure to tune in uh, at 7 o'clock for Unrivaled as you hear from uh, Alex and Scott. They'll certainly break this down in further detail. And they, uh, I'm sure at this very moment, are gathering information uh, and insight and sources on uh, what exactly is happening uh, with Real Salt Lake and uh, with sports around the country. Uh, the, the latest I heard is that uh, after rumors uh, circulating earlier this morning, the NBA uh, may may halt all future games. They may just say, hey, playoffs off, sorry, not happening. Uh, no, that doesn't look like it's going to be the case. It looks like that after today, after the, the, the few games that were scheduled to play today, uh, after they've been postponed, that uh, NBA play will resume. My fingers are crossed for that. I very much enjoy watching professional basketball. Uh, anyway, uh, that was one of the big headlines of today. Uh, but what I want to wrap up the show talking to you about is a number of the number of the positive things. You heard in the newscast just a moment ago that Utah right now is enjoying the lowest unemployment rate in the country. All right, the lowest unemployment rate in the country right now is uh, being enjoyed by us here in Utah. And we need to be sure that we never take that for granted. All right, We do live in a special place. 
all right? Uh, our ability to, to do business and to operate freely and to thrive is, is remarkable. And it's very easy when you uh, live your entire life uh, every day <laughs> exposed to such success and goodness. It's very easy to lose sight of how special it actually is. There are places with uh, sometimes double and triple the unemployment rate that we're enjoying here in Utah. And uh, just be grateful that the, the circumstances are such here in Utah that we're able to, to boast of this great accomplishment. All right? uh, because we just really can't be taking it for granted. Uh, another another plus uh, we heard earlier about some of the financial gains that many uh, are enjoying uh, in the, the midst of this coronavirus. About half of people uh, surveyed in an Associated Press poll recently say that they've been able to squirrel away a little bit of money. And if not that, they've been able to pay down some debt, some credit card debt, uh, mortgage, car loans, and student loans. Uh, and that is a, is a very positive thing. And I imagine that that reality is only amplified uh, here in Utah, as we see our unemployment rates uh, so uh, so low relatively compared to uh, the rest of the country. Um, but what I want to talk to you about now is uh, a study that's been done of uh, Google search trends. I, I know that sounds uh, a little nerdy, uh, but what I mean is uh, when you sit down to Google, uh, what can be learned about the population if you take a big, giant, comprehensive look at who is searching for what and when, all right? And I, I know when I say who, uh, that gets you a little nervous about privacy and all that. Uh, I don't know. I don't have anything to tell you on that one. <laughs> I think you can you can opt out of these types of studies so that uh, Google doesn't collect your, your info on this. But uh, anyway, uh, it's available there, and it's been studied. And a remarkable thing has, has emerged, a remarkable uh, uh, reality about uh, our resilience. Early in the days of this uh, coronavirus pandemic, there was remarkable anxiety, and in some places, panic, right? The future of your job was uncertain. The future of your health was uncertain. The future of the lives of your loved ones, those elderly and those with comorbidities, uncertain. And that uncertainty and that anxiety was reflective in the search terms on Google in March. Remember March? That's when everything went kind of sideways. That's when, uh, well, that's when here in Utah the earthquake happened. Uh, that's when uh, I was asked to, to commence broadcasting from uh, my home. And that's when, uh, that's when uh, Rudy Gobert came down with the coronavirus, Donovan Mitchell, Tom Hanks. And that's uh, when the dominoes started falling. Sports teams called their season. Schools were closed. Businesses were closed. Furloughs, quarantine, isolation. ICUs, hospital capacity, comorbidity, high risk. When those words and those realities and those uh, newly learned sentiments started creeping into our lives, uh, we started searching online words like anxiety, panic, panic attack, signs of anxiety attack, anxiety attack symptoms, and other similar combinations of those words. In March... And for the short while after that, uh, this study observed a significant uptick in terms associated with uh, anxiety and stress along those lines. And as the study continued, as the study continued, it was found uh, that not long after, about May, that those search terms had subsided. 
And if you interpret those search terms and the uptick in their usage to mean that we as a people were anxious and worked up and uh, we were not dealing too well, at least mentally, with the circumstances in which we were, uh, in which we were present, well, <laughs> uh, we, have, uh, we have demonstrated some real resilience in bouncing back. Some real resilience in bouncing back. Remember when these were the headlines? Here's a, uh, a quick little montage of the headlines of, of, of early March. Here, have a listen. Those in the service industry, where more than 7 million workers are facing lost wages, unemployment, even bankruptcy. COVID-19 is an economic tsunami. From hotel workers. I'm a single mom of three. I really don't know what I'm going to use to put food on the table. To restaurant servers. I was laid off. Uh, just recently, the small business owners. Last time for a while. Because we do work on tips, a lot of us are left with little to no income. Most of us don't have a huge cushion to sit on. The medical data indicates that we are bouncing back. The unemployment numbers indicate that we are bouncing back. Students succeeding in the classroom, enjoying face-to-face -face learning uh, in something similar to what it was before the coronavirus, that is coming back. And now, as we let the scientists uh, uh, analyze the data from Google, we are finding that overall our mental health is improving. We are resilient. We are resilient in all facets of life, and we will continue on this resilient path until the coronavirus is no more. I am confident of that. All right. That's it for the for today's episode of Live Mike. Uh, join me tomorrow, 1230 to 3. Uh, we will look at all the news and information of the day, and I'll share with you my views. Time to step aside. Make way for Jeff Kaplan's afternoon news here on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.